Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, I'm Steve. I'm here uh, as per usual with my co-host Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hi, guys. So uh, you probably haven't heard our voices in a while. We took. I a mean, little... if you're listening, if you are listening, for all five of you that have been asking us uh, when we were coming back, we're back. Uh, how long was it? Like a two month break? A little bit of a two month break? I think it was, yeah, at least the, yeah, whenever the Oscars were, that was oh, our last right. episode. Oh, the Oscars feel um, so long ago. Because it was. It was the end of February, so where are we? Yeah, this it was like May. two months. Yeah, it's about two months, so uh, a lot of stuff Crazy. to catch up on. Um, so maybe we'll dive right into it. You know, I thought of something that we didn't prep for, but I wanted to ask you. Okay, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, what is it called? Fry <laughs> Festival? Fire. Fire! <laughs> You know why? I, I thought it was fry because um, there are these boots, fry boots. They're like uh, super expensive boots. And I was like, oh, the makers of fry made a festival. And I was like, oh, so it's no, fire but it's festival. fire. Fire festival. I, I, I have been <laughs> obsessed with reading stuff on fire. But first of all, did you even know that was happening? Until I had no idea until... Like while people were stranded. It just means that we're not rich, cool millennials. You know what? Why don't we explain what Fire Festival is? I will try, and then you correct me because okay. I, I don't think I have it one hundred percent. So I'm assuming you know more than I do. So I don't I'm, think so. I, I'm pretty sure, like all things. So I believe so. Fire Festival was supposed to be like uh, Coachella and like Glastonbury and all these other music festivals, except it was supposed to be super expensive. So they were like, super high end. you're gonna stay in these like luxurious little like. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what to call them. Were they tents? But tents, then they yeah. Were like, but they were like, yeah. it's going to be like a five-star hotel version. But it was like in the like Bermuda. A, and yeah, it was in Bermuda. And like tickets went up to like $10,000 mm-hmm. per ticket. And it's like all the meals were going to be provided by like Michelin star chefs. Uh, chefs and it's going to be like... Tell us who was the co-founder. I of- had no idea. But the co-founder of the Fire Festival was Ja Rule. Let that sink in. Just let that sink in. What has Ja Rule been doing? Rule. Ja Rule, right? And so, uh, of course, well, maybe not of course, but what people found out when they got there was it was a. I think so it happened this past weekend. Oh, it was this past weekend. Yeah. The thing about Fire Festival, and I think it will be what, um, it's a trend, right? But like. The way that they marketed mm, it was mm-hmm, to use what mm-hmm. they call influencers. So I've like heard that term the, before. The, That's a social media thing, right? Mm-hmm, like the Kendall and Kylie Jenners mm-hmm. and the Hadid model sisters. Like they were t- there's two of them. Mm-hmm, there's there's Gigi, Gigi and Bella. Bella's the one who used to date the weekend. Gigi is the Taylor Swift friend. Yes, who's dating that guy from One Direction, who I don't care about. Um, or I only know that because my fiancé is like obsessed with Taylor Swift, and so I know yes, like their, yes. their, their squad. They're all the squad. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but leading up to this, to get people to buy into buying this stuff, they have like this promotional reel, and there's just oh, this great. beautiful like models just like, that's phenomenal. you know, drinking and partying on the beach and that's what this was supposed to be and like I'm sure they paid a lot of money to have these girls and to have these quote unquote influencers like post on their Instagrams and all about like this fire festival that none of them were at none of them were at so it was just it's interesting and so like I guess they drop you off right and it was a total mess like performers didn't come uh, the food was, like, terrible. There was no food, There basically. was no food, right? It was, like, styrofoam. Like, you know when you have a take-home, like, a doggy bag? Mm-hmm. It was, like, in that, and it was just, like, 
grilled cheese, American cheese. Yeah, it was like grilled cheese sandwiches, right? And then not only that, but they realized that the island was like a, it was like a a land. Yeah, it was like inhabitable. Yeah, it was just garbage. And so people, as soon as they arrived, were like, listen, I want to go. But they didn't factor in that people would want to go. So there were no modes of transportation to get off. So people were stranded on that island. Listen, so people were just like, it was like the Hunger Games. It's like nobody was killing each other for anything. Ah. It's not. Like, you millennials have to, like, calm down. We're millennials. You younger millennials have yeah, to yeah, calm yeah. down. There's a difference between young millennial and old millennial. But That's true. Um, <laughs> now there's a class action lawsuit. And, oh, that um, sick. There's a really interesting essay about someone who worked for the fire festival. And she quit after four days because she was like, this is going to be a crap show. Oh, you have to link me that. I will totally. And like at the end of it, she says... Um, she like basically blames it on all the organizers and stuff, and then at the end of it, she's like, "And the biggest mistake you made was to not have anyone sign an NDA," and that's why she's like, writing "Oh, this thing. yeah, it's amazing." It just goes through like she was just like, "There was no money." Ja Rule came one time, and like oh, he was excellent. like, "This is gonna be the greatest thing ever," and like people were making decisions left and right even though there was like no money to do any of this stuff and like her and like some of these other people were just like uh we need to cancel this because we're not going to get this together in three months Mm -hmm. and like start planning for next year's festival asap and like nobody would listen to them and look what happened so it was so fun it was (sighs) so fun to read about that's excellent so that's been happening in pop culture and then uh was yesterday or two days ago the met gala yeah that's my obsession Oh, okay. All right. You know, let's save that for the end. Let's yeah. save that for the end. Okay. okay. Uh, so let's just get into some stuff that. Wait. So uh, yes. um, what we're gonna do today for this episode? Yes. We're gonna we're just gonna talk about the entertainment that we've been absorbing while yes. we haven't talked regularly in two weeks. So I mean, Steve and I talk regularly, yeah. but we haven't <laughs> recorded this episode like yeah. recorded in um, like two months. Two months. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I've been watching a ton. Of TV. Okay. I've been, I don't know if I've been, no, I haven't been binge watching. Um, but I've just been like processing and like watching things like regularly. So, uh, you want to take turns? We'll go back and forth. Sure, okay. yeah. I believe, do you want to start or you want me to start? You can start, but okay. I think I was watching more stuff than you were per usual. Um, oh, no, 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 because you have one movie and I have two, including that. that got right, it. so it's okay. fine. So, okay. So I'll, I'll go first. Uh, so the first one I want to do, I'll go in chronological order. Uh, Young Pope. Uh, Is that HBO? HBO. Jude uh, Law. Jude Law. Uh, does he play the Pope? He does play the young, the young the Pope. titular Young Pope. Okay. Uh, it is written, directed, and I believe edited also by uh, Paolo Sorrentino. And I have no idea who this guy is. Apparently he's made movies before, but it is, it is, it is so good. It starts off... Mad weird. Okay. <clears throat> it starts off um, kind of trippy. Yeah. But and so people are like, oh, what? What is? It? Is it like West Wing? But no, no, not nothing like that. It is about this terrible. Well, you don't know if he's terrible or not, right? It's the about, young pope. Yeah, it's about. You know, honestly, it's just about a <laughs> young pope. Like it's just it's the young pope, right? Okay. So uh, <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of Jude Law. Me neither. Um. I was until people convinced me not to be. Uh, and so, you know, I'm just, like, not a fan of his. But he is so good. Okay. And it is, it's so, it got me, 
I don't know. At first, like, I hated the show. You did? Yeah, yeah. At first, like, I was watching it, and I was like, wow, this is spectacular, but I almost, like, hate watch it. Mm-hmm. And not that I... So, I don't know how to... Okay, so I didn't hate the show because I thought it was a bad show. I hated it because, like, I hated everyone in it. Okay. Right? And, like, there was no one I liked on the show, and I just wanted it to end with, like, everyone... Something bad happening to everyone, right? Did it end? It ended. Season? It's, it's okay. only, like, eight or nine episodes. Okay. Like it's, like, super short. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but in the middle of the season, I was, like, feeling I things. But I... I I guess that's surprising to me because, like, the fact that you even made it to the middle of the season when you were feeling met about it. You know what it was? I, like, I was feeling such strong emotions. So it was never met. It was, like, not... I hate everybody. It was, like, negative, but it was, like, such a strong negative, you know? Um, That happened to me with, like, The Walking Dead. I used to hate that show, but I hated it so much that I watched it Mm -hmm. because I wanted, like, to hated more and more every week. But then you ended up liking it? No, no, no. Okay. Then I got mad, and so I stopped watching. So okay. I was, then I was like, you know what? Like, this, is, this is, like, just so bad I'm bored now, you know? Um, and so with Young Pope, like, the first few episodes were not, like, a struggle to watch, but, like, I was like, I don't even know why I keep watching this because um, I hate everything. I hate everyone. But the performances were, like, so good. Mm-hmm. And, like, there was something that was so aesthetically pleasing about uh, the way they shot. And I think... It goes to show that when someone is, because this rarely happens on TV, right? When someone is writing and directing TV, there's something like kind of quasi magical about it, you know? Because that so rarely happens yeah. in TV, you know? It's like usually someone writes it, and it's usually like the same writers or like there's the same writers' room at least, and then a different person directs each episode. Was it True Detective season two where the guy also wrote and directed? Uh, no. Season one. Season one was the director I have a crush on. Carrie Carrie Fukunaga? Yeah. Uh, Season two, they did different directors. Oh, okay. uh, So the writer remained the same. The writer remained the same from season one and two. He also directed the episode. No, he got like different people to do like not one episode, but they do batches of episodes, right? So this was, (laughs) at least to my knowledge, for a show that I watched that I think, uh, same guy who wrote and directed and there was something like the beats were just so on okay. you know um and so i i just man it was so good and then by the end uh i was just i was so in i was just so in i like the last episode i like saved like i didn't want to watch it right, right after the penultimate one yeah. so i was like if I watch it, it's over. Because yeah. I wasn't watching it as it was airing. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I, so I didn't watch it for like two or three weeks. But you because, did. And I finally okay. did. Um, man, so good. Okay. So good. I love it. And it, to me, it was like the best use of, there's this thing that like, some TV, like especially like dramatic shows do where like they will, every like monologue or every like cutscene needs like a really famous like pop song. Mm-hmm. And, I'm kind of like, meh, on it. But this one, like, Young Pope, like, every song and every cover they use, it, especially, like, the last four episodes, just hits it, like, so, so well. So okay. I, I thought it was very good. I will watch it. I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, you want to go now? Yeah, I was on a real young adult bend. <laughs> Actually, I'm always on a young adult bend. But um, there's a new show on the CW called Riverdale, and it's loosely based on the... Um, the Riverdale of Archie, Archie Comics, but 
I'm saying that I can't because, say loosely because it is actually based on the characters that have been created, right, right. but um, it's much, much darker because those comics aren't and dark. It's like, so, like, sexy. Yeah, right? it's sexy. It's it's dark. I don't know? like the way I said sexy. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I feel weird. Um, <laughs> but, like, um, you know, like, there's a dark undertone because the, the central the central mystery of this season or what's happening right now is a murder mystery. There's a murder. Mm-hmm. There's a murder. And so they're trying to figure out who murdered this person. Um, and so, so it's really dark and like the, the show is just dark, like literally like, like the, way the, lighting. the lighting is and stuff. And so it's definitely not the Archie Veronica Betty that, you know, like, first of all, like, in the beginning, like, Archie's sleeping with his teacher, and Betty's on Adderall, and Veronica's dad's incarcerated, and Jughead's, like, this weird loner dude. Um, and so these are really not the characters that you know from the comics, but, you know, they take a life on their own, and um, it's narrated by Jughead, mm-hmm. and who's played um, by Cole Sprouse, who is one of the... Um, the twins from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, wow. I love him. How far they've I come. I feel so weird about this because he's like literally like I think at least like 13 to 15 years younger than I am, but I have a crush on him. <laughs> he's so good. I just, I don't know what his brother's doing. I think I think his brother is like a hipster barista in like Brooklyn now. So I don't think really? he's an actor. But, um, but, you know, this this kid's acting and um, it's it reminds me of like Pretty Little Liars mm. like the mystery aspect of it but it like centers around teens and like it works because teens are so dramatic and yeah, everything yeah, that yeah. happens to them is like so dramatic you know um, so I you know I like tend to really like shows like that and then I like shows when they hook me in, like, I get really excited. So I'm excited for the rest of the season. I think there's only, like, one episode left before the season ends. This is the first season, right? This is the first season. Um, but I think the creators of the show have said that they're going to, like, um, solve the murder mystery. So it's Oh, by like, season one. By okay. the end of it. So then I don't know where it could go after that. I'm sure there's laying down the ground for, like, a lot of other stuff. Uh-huh. But, um, but for now, I'm on board, and I think it's great. And I think you may, like... I'm actually sure I don't know I don't know I feel like I actually don't know that if you if you would like it I don't because I don't think you're into the teen genre as I am and um, you know, the when done day, well, it is teen stuff. But when it's done well, I'm super okay. into it then yeah know? I think you would like it I will say one thing though um, it's really funny but as this so like theoretically Archie's the star right right right, right. except Oh, that's right. I don't know if it's the writing or if it's just the way, if it's the actor or if it's just a combination of everything. But, like, Archie is the least interesting and least, like, Mm -hmm. you don't care for him at all. And, like, they all have real problems, right? Like, Veronica's, like, dealing with, like, her dad being, like, this, like, corrupt person who's, like, in jail. And, like, her, her and her mom are, like, trying to make ends meet. And, you know, Betty's dealing with her sister being locked up and, like, crazy parents and having anxiety issues. And Jughead has, like, a deadbeat dad. And, like, he's, like, homeless and stuff. And then Archie is, like, I just want to play music. I want to play football and, like, be a musician. Like, that's, like, <laughs> that's, like, his central problem. <laughs> and so, like, people, like... On Twitter and stuff, like, people love making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I feel kind of bad about it because I'm just like, oh, you're the most uninteresting character. But it's okay because everybody else makes up for it. So yeah, That's kind of like the Batman problem, right? Which is like, you know, in maybe not like the newer ones because the newer ones have like their own set of problems. Yeah. But like way back when uh, with like the Tim Burton ones, um, it was like the villains were always way more interesting than Batman, mm. right? And it's because like... You kind of have to, like, we talk about how TV markets are getting, like, more niche and niche and niche and niche. Yeah. Um, but your protagonist has to appeal to as many people as possible, so they have to kind Make of Make him kind of vanilla. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's only with the ancillary characters yeah. that you're that's, able to, like, really kind of hit certain points and make them a lot more, give them a lot more depth because then you can, like, kind of zero yeah. in on them as, as people, you know? So, yeah, I, 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 I'm very into it. I'm actually waiting for it to... Cause, I think CW and Netflix have, like, a thing, mm-hmm. right? Where so like, as soon as the season is over, which I think is in an episode or two, uh-huh. like, a couple it'll of days later, Netflix, it'll right? be on Netflix. Yeah, so yeah. I'm waiting for it to go up yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that, so you asked me, or you said, you know, I don't think you'd really be, I don't know if you're going to be into that. Here's yeah. why I think I will be into that, okay. and it's because of my other show that I just watched, which is, like, the adult version. Mm. The way you explain it seems like to be, this seems to be, like, the adult version of Riverdale, which is... Big Little Lies. Yes. So the reason, for the same reason that you saved the final uh, episode of uh-huh. Young Pope for the <gasps> end, like I... Have you? No, no, no. no. Oh. I don't want to watch this yet because I know I'm going to love it. Uh-huh. Also, I have the book that I didn't read yet, so I want to read it. I'm sorry. You're going to love it. <laughs> okay. Steve's looking at me really, like, wide I, I did these things with my hands where I put all my fingertips together. And it's, I pointed at it's you. It's not the hand. It's the crazy look uh, that you have on your face. <laughs> you are going to okay. love this show. And okay. Like, phenomenal cast. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great cast, yeah. right? You have uh, the goddess, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. You have Nicole Kidman doing TV. Yeah. You have Shailene Woodley mm-hmm. doing Shailene Woodley things. Mm-hmm. You have Laura Dern. Um, and Adam it, Scott. Oh, you know, Okay, so here's Alexander Skarsgård. Skarsgård? Yes, yes. yes. They are great. Yeah. It's all about the women. The, it's all about... The, oh, oh, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yep, yeah, Zoe Kravitz. Man, they... So, okay, so here's the thing, right? The first episode I watched, and I was like, oh, this is, like, pretty entertaining. This is, like, you know, it's not hitting me... Like, I'm not getting, like, a serotonin hit mm-hmm. off of this, but, like, you know, this is, like, pretty... This is, this is all right. So I watched the first episode, and then, like, that was it. I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. The next night... I was like, you know, let me just watch episode two. And then I watched from, like, two to five. Just <laughs> That's, like, like, three hours of TV. It, it, More. Yes, at yeah. least, right? Yeah. Um, and I wasn't ever, like... How it, many it, episodes are there? Seven? Oh, God. How many are there? I don't remember. Okay. I don't recall. But, um, like, I remember... Th- so, okay, with Young Pope, I was like, this is a master class of how to make a television show. Like, just technically, aesthetically, it just hit so many notes, and it was doing things where I was like, this is a beautiful television show, right? With Big Little Lies, the more I watched, I was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm like hooked on the mm. show. Like, I, I just want to hang out with these people. Not in real life. I just want to watch yeah. rich white people have problems. Have problems and live. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I want to see drama between them. Mm-hmm. And I want to see them fight. I want to see them argue. I want to see them... Uh, like, th- I wasn't rooting for anyone mm-hmm. on this show. Well, no, I was rooting for, like, Shailene Woodley. But, like, everyone else, I was like, you know what? Like, I just want 
drama between you guys, and I, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, there's this one conflict that is, like, super hard to watch, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It makes me super... So there was that one is part where... Is it with Nicole Kidman? Yeah, how do you know? I know everything, Steve. I read about it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. And um, her husband, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that you told me. I was just about to... How did you know? But you just explained why. Uh, yeah, that is, like, hard to watch, but, like, I could see why it's necessary yeah. to, for the plot. Um, man, Nicole Kidman. So freaking talented. Can we hang here for a moment? Let's hang. I love Nicole Kidman. I think she's the best actress of our generation. Whoa! I, and for really... Like, first... Okay, I think it's really unfair wow. the way that like she's been treated because for a really long time she was Tom Cruise's wife and uh-huh. like was like under that shadow uh-huh. and then like for a minor second there she like after their divorce like she had some hits and like you know she was nominated for like Moulin Rouge right, right. and then The Hours which she won for which she's amazing in and then it turned into God what has she done with her face and that's the kind of the talk that's dominated the rest of her career. At, like post Tom Cruise post Oscars win and like sometimes there are certain things that I watch her in and I'm just like I wish you hadn't done that to your are we face. sure she did stuff to her face yeah like yeah I'm I'm like a thousand percent sure but that's not what I want to talk about like she's so good in everything she does and she's made like 50 movies she's and like phenomenal. she's and but like it's just upsetting to me when people talk more about people's appearance. Like, Renee Zellweger. Uh, yes. Uh, is that her? I don't like her. Like, I'm not a fan of hers, but she's a great actress, right? And, like, nobody can ever get beyond, like, she looks different now, and let's talk about her face for a little bit. Um, so I'm really happy for Nicole Kidman that she's, like, doing this. I'm really happy that she had such a hand in it because I know she and Reese Witherspoon, like, produced yeah. it together and stuff. And I just really really want her to continue to do good work and for people to like recognize that mm-hmm. versus like is she like you know getting stuff done and like whatever yeah no I mean I hear you because she for like a certain generation of like people mm-hmm. I think they only see her for like her looks mm-hmm. but I think that was like before our time mm-hmm. so when we see her in things it's like yo she she hits it out of the park. Like, she is so skilled. She's so good. And so, like, my thing with this was, like, I am i don't know whose performance is better, her or Reese. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really that's – one of the, that's one of the reasons why I can't wait for you to watch it because I want to know what you think. Because it's so – they're so different. Like, during the Emmys – that, so that's the thing. Yeah. It, it specifically, with regards to the Emmys, yeah. I don't know which one of these ladies is getting nominated. I don't know if they both get nominated. Is Are you allowed to even... I don't even know what the rules are. Yeah, you, you can know? have multiple... Multiple leads, mm-hmm. though? From one show? Yeah. Really? Yeah, if they're all leads, and they can all submit themselves. Interesting. Because you get to submit yourself into the category that you want. Right, that's what happened with... Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. But okay. we'll see who so, actually wins. So, Reese... Is she's reasoning out in this? Like, oh, we made her into a verb. I I, I don't know. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She like she is like balls to the walls, like going yeah. ham. This is like the role this. made for her. It's the role she made for herself. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I believe she like snatched up the rights to this. Yeah, and like produced and we're trying it, to right? make it. Yeah, and she is so phenomenally okay. good in this. Um, she's great. Shailene's great. 
uh, Nicole Kidman is great. Laura Dern. They're, they're just they're so good. Zoe Kravitz is like whatever. Okay. Um, I but, feel that way about her in most things that she's in. You know, I don't even know what else she's been in, to be she's, honest. She's always like the second string She person. was in X-Men, I think. Yeah, and First she class. was also in... Not the Hunger Games, Divergent, I think. You know the oh the, yeah yeah with yeah. Shailene with Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's so good, and it's just I love. You ever used to watch that TV show Lifestyle of uh, the Rich and Famous? Mm. Was mm-hmm. it on MTV or VH1? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember I used to like watch that show, or like okay, here's another one. Uh, My Super Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, favorite. And so like I used to like want. Bad things to happen to those to people. happen, you know. Not people. like I don't want them to be physically harmed, but I just wanted them to be disappointed. You just want them to not get the car. <laughs> yeah, I wanted them to not get what they wanted because I'm a very petty person, and so this was like, man, like it's awesome watching these people like just like fight with each other. Yeah. Except for the whole like husband wife thing. Yeah. Which, like that was, but you know, like I. So that made me uncomfortable and made me glad that this was fiction. Yeah. But. Those scenes, like Nicole Kidman, just like that's when I was like, "Yo, you are you deserve you are on another level. Yeah. You are on another yeah, level. Like I this is a real so skill. Good. This is like a real craft. She's the like best. phenomenal. Okay, I cannot wait for you to watch it. Okay. And this is why I think I will thoroughly enjoy Riverdale. No, you won't. Because <laughs> Nicole Kidman's not in it. There's no and, like Kidman. there are no Nicole Kidman caliber performances on that show. So please don't compare the two, because I then I don't think I think you're gonna be so disappointed. I don't think so. This I don't think not, I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't even think Riverdale is a teen version of Big Little Lies. It's just they're two different. <laughs> but things. there's a murder mystery. There's a murder mystery, yes. and it's like with like yeah, okay. and it's dramatic. But I feel like for Big Little Lies, the murder mystery there is probably like realistic, right? Like nothing about Riverdale screams <sighs> realisticness to me because the characters are so, I don't know, like they just seem like it just seems a world like to be a world that's just made up. <sighs> that's interesting. So like with Big Little Lies, it's not that it's like fantasy. Grounded in reality. Barely though. Okay. Barely. Okay. It's like, it's like a... You know how when they're like, oh, it's this, this, this is like a fictionalized version of like what really happened? It's like, but if every part of the story, not just what happened, but like the types of people, mm-hmm. like what they do, if everything was kind of just like dramatized okay. and like made like really melodramatic. So it's not like quite fantasy, but it's, I would never call it grounded in reality. Okay. Yes, but it's... Riverdale sounds like fantasy. Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit like Pretty Little Liars. Like, there's no way these things can happen, and that's what it is. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, you know, why don't we move on to your okay. next one? Um, so I started watching this show that has taken over the internet oh recently. Oh, my God, it's everywhere. 13 Reasons Why. It is a, um, a Netflix show based on a young adult novel that came out 10 years ago um, that I read, like, very long time ago, so I... Oh, you read it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I read it a really long time ago, so I don't completely remember it. But there are definitely differences between the show and the um, and the book. And I'm only on episode two, but I love it so far. Mm. But basically, um, the book and the show is about this, this t- 
teenage girl in high school named Hannah Baker, and she commits suicide. And she leaves behind these 13 tapes, cassette tapes, um, that she really... It's essentially like... um, each tape is kind of dedicated to a person or um, an incident that kind of leads up to like why she decided to take her life, and um, everyone who is, um, you know, part of that, part of that thirteen or whatever is is given an opportunity to listen to all of the tapes, t- and um, mm. and essentially like they're made known that they've been complicit in her death right so the story begins when a boy named clay who's like this like really nice like kind of awkward kid who like had a crush on her like an innocent crush on her like it's when he receives the tapes and and so then it goes back and forth between the timelines so as he's listening to her narrate the story then we see the story playing out and so um you know, I'm only on episode two, but I feel like it's, like, better than the book for reasons that we talked about, actually, before the show, which is that... And so I think the argument that people have been making is that it seems really dragged out and, like, you don't need an episode based on, like, a, a dedicated to, like, every single tape and every single right. whatever. Whereas I feel like that allows for more character development for all of these characters because in the book... Um, also, the, one of the other differences in the book is that he goes through the tapes in one night, whereas here it's dragged out. Oh, gotcha, and gotcha. so, like, all of these characters are given a little bit more room to develop and, like, become real people, whereas the book, like, there's no chance for that happening. And so I think the central mystery here is not necessarily, like, why she killed herself, but, like, why this kid Clay who seems to be this normal hmm. like kid is essentially complicit in her death when he's given the tapes. Uh-huh. Um, so obviously if you're given the tape and you're with like, the other people it. it's like fairly obvious. Totally, right? yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So like she, you know, obviously commits suicide and um, and then, you know, I think there's in the summary like there's mentions of this. So I don't think this is a spoiler, but she is also like gets raped and there's I think graphic depictions of both and that's why like this has made parents and psychologists and doctors like very very upset really um because they almost feel like it like it glamorizes suicide and it's pushing kids who are vulnerable like over the edge and so Netflix has agreed to add a warning before every episode just kind of as a compromise and um you know, I don't have kids. So I don't know what it's like to have to have, like, tough conversations with them, um, like, dark conversations with them. Um, nor have I ever had experiences in my life where I would be, like, too impressionable to watch something like this. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like this all of this conversation that the show has produced is, like, is good because people are talking about it. And, like, and, like if parents didn't want to talk to their kids about depression and like bullying and suicide before then like they're forced to because there's a show that's like that people are like really nervous that is making it you know negative impact on their kids so like you have to talk about it with your kids so I think that can only be a good thing mm-hmm. um this is an example of where I think the tv show is a lot better than the source material and I that's rarely ever say that because I always think the source material is better mm-hmm. but because of the fact that you know like 
you get to have an hour on each tape and kind of like flushes out all of these experiences that she's had that's led to like you know her ending her life like I actually think that it's it does it a good service um and I think the the show is definitely much better than the book I don't want this, but there's talks about it, and I think they're nearer to it, but I think there's going to be a season two. No. When you like something, you obviously want more of it. Mm-hmm. When something makes money, you obviously want more of it. And I think they also have had conversations with like the so writer of Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. too, to extend that world. I'm not for it. I think it's... <clears throat> sometimes you just have to leave things as is. But I guess also in this in the series for thirteen reasons why like stuff happens that they leave ambiguous, so you could go back right, and explore right, right. it, and maybe that's why. Uh, yeah. But I don't. I'm not into it. And tell me from someone who watched Big Little Eyes, like, is there room for season two? Like, you think they can mine more stories out of it? You know. So I'm. I'm so glad you brought this up because this is something that I wanted to talk about. So yeah. So thirteen reasons why Big Little Eyes, like, they're over. They're done. I mean, you, you haven't finished it, but they re- did they do the thing where they released all the episodes mm-hmm. at once? Okay, mm-hmm. so... By all accounts, like, 13 Reasons Why is wildly successful, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can let us know, like, what you thought of the series as, whole, mm-hmm. as a whole when you finish it. Uh, with Big Little Lies, like, it only got better, and I only grew to, like, enjoy it more and more. I do not... Th- no, there's no need for a season two. Okay. Like, it is done. Because what's funny is it starts off... So the reason why I wasn't, like, too into it is because it tries to hook you with this, like, murder mystery in the beginning. Yeah. And by, like, the third episode, I'm like, I could not care less about the murder mystery. Is it mystery. solved by the third episode? No, no, oh, it doesn't okay. get solved until the very end. You just end. don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. just don't care about it because the stuff that's going on in the episodes and the performances are so captivating. Like, you... Like, the murder stuff, like, almost... I'm just like, I don't care. That's like, kind that, of how I feel about Riverdale. Like, the central... There's a central murder mystery. Uh-huh. But I, I kind of, like, sometimes I forget about that. And I was like, oh, right, that's what they're, that's what they're investigating. Exactly. Because, like, I'm so invested into, like, Jughead's mm-hmm. life and Betty's life. Like, it doesn't... It becomes, like, a back thing. Right. So, the murder mystery is, is solved. And so, plot-wise, like, no. Like, no need for season two. But... I would love to see just like these actresses mm-hmm. continue these performances. Okay. But again, that being said, no, I don't even want a season two. Okay. I don't even want to entertain a season two. I don't it for me it's more like great. That was that was awesome. Go do another project now. Cause it's the same guy that did Wild with Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. And so my question to you was going to be because you because you can answer this without even having seen all the episodes of Thirteen Reasons Why. Are we like the whole IP and by IP I mean intellectual property phase of like Hollywood that has like infected movies? And when I say that, I mean like most movies, especially during the summer. And uh, here's a little plug for like the next episode being like a summer preview podcast. But like all these movies are like franchises, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's or if if it's me up the wall. If it's not a sequel, mm-hmm. then it's the first in uh what they hope to be 
a franchise and like a series of sequels. And then if it's not any of those things, as soon as it does well, then it's like... Exactly. So my question to you is, are we seeing that kind of fervor infiltrate TV? Like with Netflix, for example, or like something with these limited series TV shows... If they do well enough, they're like, well, you know what? Maybe we can bring it back for season two. Well, I think that's an interesting question that you pose, but I think that this limited series thing is relatively, it's kind of new in the sense like... Especially how many mm-hmm. like limited series we have. Yeah, like, I don't think that that would have been answerable because it would not have even been a question, maybe like three years ago Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so aside from like i don't know i know that category that limited series category has always existed at the emmys and stuff but like i cannot tell you like the last time there was a limited series that like i was like oh my gosh like let's talk about that and like because when you have a show like the true measure success of a show is that you get picked up for the second season and you go into it knowing that it's a serial 100 percent true um and so we haven't really come across, like, the big little lies and the 13 reason why, oh, they rhyme, um, of the world where, like, theoretically it should be this, like, little capsule of, you know, the story and, like, it's told and then we're done. Um, and it's not even an anthology like the American Crime right, Stories, right? right? It's, it's literally just, like, here's the source material. We're basing 10 episodes on that source material and we're done. Like... Right. And so for the author to have to go back and, like, be like, okay, maybe I will write something to make a t- – like, to continue the story to make the TV show version, like, it's it's not something that we've really encountered before, right? Like, it's – yeah. But you're right. Like, I think that is a trend. And what makes money makes money. And, like, you're always going to have that. But it drives me crazy because, like, I'm not really big into – like, I'm not super into blockbusters and I'm not really into, like, superhero movies and stuff like that. And so – in the summer and like all these like tentpole releases are all some sort of sequel or franchise and like I'm like what am I gonna go watch like that must drive you crazy someone who's not super into that yeah like it's stupid (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I mean but that's what makes money it's true so like yeah, to answer your question, like, no, I don't want a sequel. I, yeah. not even, I, I, not even, I don't want, like, a season two of Big Little Lies. Like, if I want to go back to that world, I'll, like, I'll just rewatch, re-watch these episodes because they were amazing. Okay. You know, so. <laughs> so, yeah, let, when you finish 13 Reasons Why, I'd love to know yeah. your thoughts about what you think about a potential, like, season two. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. My next one is, oh, it's a movie. Yeah. Um, let's do movies now. Uh, I, so, Okay. Of, uh, I don't know how long ago it was. Maybe uh, how, whenever it came out, when John Wick came out, I, I was like, "This movie looks so dumb." I love Keanu Reeves. This movie looks so dumb. I don't want to watch this at all. I I remember like watching previews for it and looking to my fiance and being like, "Cause I do this with after every preview." Um, I'm do you like, do the thumbs up, thumbs down? Essentially, do but I'll be like, it's a lot more. Um, <clears throat> nuance? No, no. I, the, whatever the opposite of that is, it's. I'm just like, oh, that's gonna be awesome, or I'm like, that's stupid. Okay. Like, I'm get really judged. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good. That that's gonna be good. Yeah. Or I want to watch that. Or oh, that. Looks How stupid. often are you right? Um, you know, I would say, uh, along with everything else, like rarely, rarely okay. right. Um, so John Wick, I saw the preview and I was like, this is stupid. This is gonna be stupid. And it came out and people were talking about it so much and I was like, what? 
this is this is impossible. Yeah. And I watched it. And you were and like, oh my god, it was so good. Phenomenal. It's stu- it's super violent, right? Yes. That's the only reason why I didn't watch it in oh, theaters. No, no, no. But it's not like you don't see like guts and stuff. But like there's like ex- like shots and explosions and stuff. Stuff that would make you jump? Mm, it depends. Like what do you mean like what would make you jump normally? Gunshot noises. Noises? There are lots of noises. Yeah, that. <laughs> but it's like all the time. So it's never like out of nowhere. Oh, that. It's I, like constantly like. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I would just want to die, I think, in the theater. Oh. No, so then watch it at home. Yeah, you I, can turn the I volume will. Down. I will because I love Keanu Reeves. So, okay, so John Wick 1, great, mm-hmm. right? And then so normally with this stuff, it's like, oh, you know, you watch one. And we just talked about this, right? The first one does great, and you're just like, you know what? Let's run it back, because we can make more money off this, right? And so my expectations were like, there's no way it's as good as the original. Maybe it just, like, hits the same notes, but it won't be as fun. But, you know, because the first one was so much fun, maybe it won't be amazing, but it'll just be, like, good, right? So I go into the second one, and those are my expectations, mm-hmm. right? I had to drag my fiancé there. Did she watch the first one? Did she like it? Um, she remembers watching the first one. She's like, oh, it's the one with the dog, right? Because yeah. he's got yeah. like, a dog in it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. She was like, oh, it's so stupid. And I was like, I know, but can we go watch that? She was like, fine. And so we watched it, and it was even better than the first. Was that, is that the general consensus? I don't really know. The general consensus is that it's bigger. I don't know if it's necessarily better. Did it do well? I think so. Really? I think so. I'm going to look that up. Because I feel like the first one was like such a word of mouth kind of thing. And it was such a surprise. Did it do well? I mean, it must have done well to warrant a sequel, but like... Okay, so it made $163 million and the budget was $40 million. One or two? The first one? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, it has a 91% on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Uh, and so I went in and I, man, so good. So good. Okay. Bigger, better. It's like the, I, I can't even say the performance is better, you know? Like, kind of got better? It makes more sense okay. than the first one. And so it's like, the first one is just like, Oh, this guy and like he just like goes around shooting things and he's, he's out like, for revenge. Out for revenge and like he's he can't die. I mean, technically he could die, but like you're not gonna be able to kill him. You know, he's like his nickname is like the Boogeyman. Um, and they like introduce you to the, like this world of like assassins, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's really cool. They they hint at it in the first one, and in the second one, they just like open that treasure chest up. Yeah. It's like opening Pandora's box, and it's like it really dives into the like world of assassins and it's it's so good it's so good i believe you um i it's not a movie for everyone, everyone but if you're into action mm-hmm. films mm-hmm. you have to watch i it. think i would like it i just like you just have know. to turn the volume down. okay That's i it. don't know that i can watch in the theater yeah yeah um if you can Though, I would highly... Mm-hmm. It's probably not in theater anymore, but I would highly recommend watching it in theater or on big a screen okay. as you can. Because it... And I love Keanu. Mm-hmm. I love Keanu. I love Keanu. And it was... Man, it was so good. I just want him to be happy. <sighs> I don't think he's ever going to be happy, though. Oh, he's... he's... I know. <sighs> he's 
Anyway. Sad. Yes. So John Wick 2 okay. blew my mind away. Like literally, like my mind was melting out of Did my Did Janelle like it? Uh, no. Oh. Not in the least. She was like, what she, am I watching? A lot of eye rolls, a lot of sighing, you know, a lot of like looking at me like you owe me. <laughs> You know? Now you have to go watch what with her because like. Well, it's one of the it's the what you watch, so we'll, which we'll get to. Did you not watch it? No, I did. Okay. Oh, we ended up watching it after this. Okay, got it. We ended up watching got it, it after. Um, so yeah, John Wick two. If you're super into action movies, if you watched John Wick one, even if you didn't watch John Wick one. So oh, yeah, watch if it. you didn't watch the first one, does the second one make sense? Yeah, it'll make sense. Okay. Essentially, listen. This is all you need to know There's about no John Wick, right? There's no plot. All you know is Keanu Reeves. Used to be an assassin, and he's like the best in the world, and that's it. Okay. That's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah. What, what's your next one? Uh, Beauty and the Beast, which I've been waiting for for months and months and months. So that was um, what I had to watch. With. But you liked it. Oh, I mean, I wanted to watch it anyway. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, so you she, you owe her still. It doesn't count if you also wanted to watch it. I'm sorry. I guess. Are you gonna edit this part out? Probably. <laughs> But yes, yes. So, um, I think this is the only movie I watched in the theater in the past couple, and at least in the two months. Or at least in the two months that we haven't. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like my favorite Disney animated movie. You too. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It used to be Little Mermaid, and then I gave it a lot of thought, and then I rewatched you Beauty watched and the it? Beast, and I was like, No, it's Beauty and the Beast. Um, because I also, as much as I love Ariel and Little Mermaid, like. There's so much potential with Belle as, like, being an ideal, like, role model for Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. Like, Ariel literally gives up everything that she has for a boy that she, like, barely knows. Oh, At I least... I thought about that. Yeah. And don't they fall in love without her being able to talk? Mm-hmm. She That's literally changes everything. She literally has to change her entire being to be with Eric, the prince. Whatever. It's fine. It's crazy um, that was only, tw- like, 20-something years ago. Yes, and these are the things that you teach your kids. But Except I'm going to be like, hey, kids, let's watch The Little Mermaid. But at least with Belle, like, you know, you know she's, like, smarter than that. Yeah. And then, like, and then the char- the development of the relationship of her and the beast, like, it's sweet. And yeah. it's, like, it makes more sense. Um, I love Emma Watson. I think she's just so really, like, she's so great, like, both on screen and as a human being who mm-hmm. cares about things. Um, obviously, the original, I thought the original animation, animated movie is better, but this, like, great. does it justice. Um, it's pretty true to the, you know, the story, and um, they added more dialogue, you know, like funny dialogue. Oh, really? I think so. I could have done without some of the songs. Oh, like, you know, I never noticed Gaston's friend in the animated. Is he in the ver- animated movie? I have no idea. I don't know that he is. I mean, he must be. Someone tell us. But, like, yeah, Josh Gad is, like, amazing. But it's really funny, like, they made such a big deal about him, like, being gay. Is he gay? In the movie, yeah, Josh Gad's character, um, really? yeah, it was like banned from some Asian country because like they couldn't handle That's, it. But there's can't it, handle but what him being gay. But it's but it's like that really short scene at the end where like he ends up like dancing with that guy. And that oh was really yeah, the only yeah, yeah. Except, did you know that Luke Evans, who plays Gaston, is actually gay in real life? No. Yeah, he's openly gay, and I was just like, wow. Like, do people know that? Like the people who are upset about. Um, Josh Gad's character, whatever. But um, what I liked about this movie is like how 
Belle is um, ah, yes. presented as much like smarter and more aware of things. Like, like there's a difference. She, she freaking invented the washing machine. <laughs> she invented the washing machine. That's right. I was like, what's happening right now? That seems. So I was like, this funny. is a really weird retelling of history. <laughs> but um, but like in the in the animated movie, like it's she the same. Belle. Read, she right? likes to read, but she's absorbed in like her literary world that she's not living in real life right right? and there's no application of the stuff that she's learning to real life whereas here like I feel like with her invention of the washing machine and just like her like using her brains a little bit more and so like I I do I did like that a lot better because like obviously um even as a reader in the cartoon in the animated like she's still like there's no, like, you're not using it for anything good, right? Whereas you're, like, I just felt like... And I think that had a lot to do with Emma Watson's... Um, Her input, right? Yeah, and, like, she really wanted to build that into the, you know... Um, Wait, I, I had a question about the literature. So yeah. How well do you remember Beauty and the Beast, the animated film? I watched it recently because I bought the tw- the 20th anniversary or whatever, but... Because I have I'm a question. Fail back. That, I'm going to fail your question. Yeah. No, I don't think so. So in the and, and in the live action, right? Uh-huh. She reads so much to get away from like these small-minded people in this small town. Mm-hmm. Is that the same? Is that present in the animated film as well? I think so. I think I definitely think that because in both versions, I think her reading a lot is fodder for um, for people to make fun of her, right? Because, mm-hmm. oh, there goes Belle, like, her nose in a book yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. The, the difference is that, like, in the live action, the reading enriches her life in a way that's, like... It's like presented, she's getting culture. Yeah, you know yeah. Mean? Whereas... Oh, know, so that part not, isn't... Yeah. Okay. And then the part where she goes and visits, um, where the Beast oh, yeah, lets yeah, yeah. her visit her mom. That, does, that, that does def- not, definitely does not happen, I was like, right? what's happening? I was like, oh, is I, was like, I don't remember this part. Is he a witch? Like, how is he doing this? So I was a little bit taken back by, like, what was happening in that scene and, like, why we were there. But other than that, can we talk about the Beast for a second? Sure, yeah. So what did you think? Um, you know, so this movie was, like, enjoyable. I liked it. But there were certain things that uh, took away from the experience, okay. right? There were two two things. One is okay. So, and I'm saying this. I'm not gonna touch upon the beast yet, but it will end on the yeah. beast, right? The first thing was, you know, um, the BR guest bit. Mm-hmm. It was like someone was like, oh, so it's like live action, right? And I was like, technically yes, but I would never call this a live action movie because there's so much CGI. There's so much CGI. And but it, how do you not make it CGI when that, you have like, no, objects? Yeah, coming to but, life but that part was so Fake? CGI okay. where I was like it kind of took me out of it the- yeah, well, I was like why don't I just it's not this isn't the live action version this is the computer version yeah there was an animated version yeah and this is like the 3D you know version but it's still animated to me you know were you surprised at the at the people who were playing the objects? I was shocked. I at didn't the end. know. Yeah, when they at do the, the credit, when they, and I was like, the when they come to when life. they come to life, I was, like, I was holy moly, shocked. Right? Yeah. And so the beast, um, they were watching it, and so that was the first thing. That bit where I was just like, wow, this looks weird. Yeah. And the beast, like, not so beastly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just he just seemed like a guy he just seemed like a really hairy man. 
Yes, but he was so much more attractive as the Beast. And don't get me wrong, I love Dan Stevens. Not did ugly. Ever, did you ever watch Downton Abbey? Like, he's just great. And he's a good actor. Like, I just think he's oh, like, he's from so Downton great. Abbey. Okay. He's from Downton Abbey. He's, like, on that show Legion now. And, like, um... As the main character? Uh-huh. <gasps> get out of here! Yeah. That's did Beast? You? Yeah. Oh. Um, but when he turns from being Beast to that scrawny person that he is. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Also, like, the wig that they have on him when he turns into a human, I was just like, that's, like, such weird hair. Oh, like, yeah. it just, it took me out of the moment because, like, I found the beast really charming and hot, and then, like, the man version just did not do him justice, and I felt really bad for him. Like, they didn't even. make him ugly enough as the beast. beast. Yeah. Or beastly enough. He just looked like a normal dude. Right. With hair. With, like hair, but over like. his face. But instead, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily think that he and Emma Watson have chemistry. Super and don't. it's so much more apparent when they're, when he's human. Yeah. Well, at least in the Beast, like, because like he's, I don't know, like in character and CGI <laughs> and stuff, like it's a little bit less apparent. But other than that, like I thought the movie was great and I loved it. Um, one funny story was I was listening to, I think it was, was it Graham Norton? Mm-hmm. So Ewan McGregor was on his show, or maybe it was a different talk show, and he plays, who does Ewan McGregor, Lumin, Lumiere. Lumiere? Is that his name? The, the Candelabra. The Candle, the yeah. Candelabra, right? And I guess he needed to have a French accent mm-hmm. for the Candelabra, but he's from the UK. Yeah. Isn't he, like, Scottish? I th- I don't know what he's. He's not British, British. Okay. No, 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 not British, British. And but his wife is French. Oh, she is. Okay. Yeah. So he thought he could do a French accent, and so this is why, like, I told my family this when we were watching, and we were dying every time he spoke because I told her this in anticipation, and he said that you know he would, he was filming and he was doing the accent. He thought he was like, oh yeah, French accent is. Yeah, my wife this, is French. Yeah. Like I got this. And I think it was like one time she was like, oh, let me hear your French accent. And he did it. And she she didn't respond. He was like, what's wrong? And she was like, no, 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 do your French accent. And he was like, I did. And she was like, oh. And he was like, what kind of accent did you think it was? And she was like, I thought you were doing a Mexican <laughs> accent. And so if you watch it again, or if you watch the trailer, it, it's hard not to hear and he Mexican actually does accent. sound Mexican. <laughs> he does not sound French at all. He sounds super to. Mexican. I will have to. Okay. You know, that's so, so funny. Yeah, it's it it definitely enhances the, the beauty experience. Of the experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. All right. Uh, do you have one last one? Um. Well, I have. Do you have another movie? No, I'm done. So I just kind of wanted to talk about um, two podcasts that I listened to. Did you have another TV show? Oh, Pretty Little Liars, but that's okay. Like, I, I love it. It's the last season, and I love that it's back on TV okay, for, like, okay. nine more episodes, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Um, so, on our break, I listened to two series, Missing Richard Simmons and S-Town. You told us about... Did, no, maybe... I told maybe, you to oh, maybe listen just to personally. S-Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, basically, S-Town is from the creators of Serial. Right. And it became the most anticipated and then the most downloaded episodes of podcasts. Really? Um, It was released, like, I think at the end of March. And it was the first major podcast to release all of its episodes at once. There's only seven episodes. And I'm going to get into this, but I think that 
really worked well for this type of... Yeah. So S-Town starts out as a possible murder mystery, too. I think that's the theme of our episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it quickly becomes something else. And so basically, um, producer and host um, Brian Reed, he... Like, I think he's a This American Life producer. And so while he was on This American Life, he was getting these emails from this guy named John B. McLemore, who lives in Woodstock, Alabama. Um, and he was like, I need you to come and, um, and like, investigate this possible murder that's been covered up. And it's, like, shady. And, like, this is the town that I live in. And so I need you to come. Like, I need you to, like, cover this. And he, like, ignored it and ignored it. And then... And then finally, like, he, like, picks up the phone and calls him, and that's where it starts. And so it quickly becomes not... And I can't spoil it, because if you don't know what happens, I cannot spoil it. But something happens in episode two, and it shifts the entire series. And um, he... This guy, John B. McLemore, he's, like, a clock restorer. That's his job. Like, he, like... There's a word for it. I forget what it is. Like, it's not horticulture, but it sounds like it, because mm-hmm. um, horticulture, I think, is a study of plants. Um, but like, he calls Woodstock Shit Town, so that's what S Town is, because they can't market Shit Town, so mm-hmm. they call it S Town. And he's like this like deeply unhappy man who goes on these like spectacular rants, and he has this like thick Southern accent, and he's this like he's just like such a character, um, and the the shift. The podcast when some when this major thing happens, the podcast shifts to being more about this character and like the lives of the people in this small small town of Alabama, hmm. and um, you know I think it was really good for S Town to release all of its episodes at once and not make it like a serial thing mm-hmm. because there for serial there's so they it became such a big thing where like an episode gets released and then people talk about it for six days, right? And they speculate what's going to happen and it almost got distracting from the actual case, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so here, I think it would have been disservice to the story and this person that he's, like, delving into if, like, if it was released in pieces and people are making all these, like, speculations about it. So, like, um, it just, it, like, works that, like, and I didn't binge listen. Like, I was listening to other things Mm -hmm. as well. But at least I knew, like, but I could understand why people binge listen to it because, like, you just, like, you have to listen. You have to listen to it. It's so good. Um, it's, like, this... It's the portrayal of his life. Like, it's it's empathetic. It's, unf- it's unfl- unflinching. And it's, like, very rich. And I just think it's such a good Whoa. piece of art. Um, and then at the same time, on the other side of things is a podcast called Missing Richard Simmons. And so you know Richard Simmons, right? He used to be this like fitness guru in the 80s. Of course, of course. This was also a short series. It was like eight episodes. And um, he like, Richard Simmons like left the public eye like three years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, and this was a guy who was on every show and he used to teach classes in LA like leading up to like, you Mm -hmm. know, his disappearance. And um, this guy named Dan Taberski, he's like an acquaintance of Simmons and like he like really, really loves Richard Simmons. So he, it delves into this investigation of why someone as like, 
who live life so publicly as Richard Simmons, who chooses to disappear on his own. And like, I heard, like, no only, a few, only a few people mm-hmm. have access to him. So, like, each episode, like, he, like, delved into, like, theories about his disappearance, and, like, um, it goes into, like, the state of his, like, like, speculation on the state of his, like, mental and physical health and all this stuff to, like, find answers. And this is where I think, as popular as this podcast was, like, it got really disturbing at a point because, like, I understand being a fan of somebody and, like, if I was a fan of somebody and they, like, fell off the face of the earth, like, I would want to know what happens. But then, like, as he, like, digs deeper into his personal life and, like, pesters all these people around Simmons to, like, try to get to the bottom of why, like, he would leave public life, it increasingly becomes, like, not just, like, what happened to Richard Simmons. It becomes, like... Is it any of our business to know that if he chose to do that? And so I think the backlash was pretty swift. Right. And it's like, sometimes it's so hypocritical to me because like it was number one on the iTunes chart for a really long time. And the same people are like listening to it who are just like, this is not okay. And, but I think, but I think it does beg this question of like, you can be a public figure, but like, my life is not for you to make speculation on. And if I've chosen to, like, retreat from the world, then you can't come knocking on my door, like, looking for answers just because you miss me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like, it became, like, a public hounding. And, um, like, you know, in a little bit, it was, like, a morally suspect investigation, right? So even if the intentions are good, like... It's still, you know, and I think the New York Times called it like an invasion of privacy masquerading as a love letter. And that's exactly what it was. Nevertheless, you finish it. I I finished it. And like he and I'm pretty sure I honestly think he when he first started, like he probably wanted it to go longer. But like because of what it became and like after a certain point, I think even Richard Simmons through like his like the people that he actually does put in like is still in contact with. Like, I think it was just like dude, you got to leave me alone. Like, I, I'm not being held captive. Like, I'm I'm just choosing not to live life in the public eye anymore. So it's over. But I I mean, I do recommend it. I just think I just think it's it ushered in this like new era of like what it like what's what are our moral responsibilities as like, you know, um, people to like not hound or hound like people who are in the public eye and like um i just thought it was great but if i had to recommend one definitely s-town, S-town? Yeah. yeah yeah makes sense all right excellent um so with that i think that's all the stuff that we kind of digested yeah. through our break so uh, at this point we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with uh, our obsessions of the episode right yes okay so we'll be back all right, we're back. Um, so, yeah, let's go straight into the obsessions of uh, or each of our respective obsessions. Mine, real quick, uh, they released the trailer for The Dark Tower what movie. What is The Dark Tower, The Dark Steve? Tower is a series of novels by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Are they scary? Kind of, yes-ish. Okay. Uh, is it fantasy? Yes-ish. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, and so they released a trailer for it. And the only reason I'm aware of the trailer and I'm so hyped for the movies, or the movie, is because a few months ago, maybe as recently as a few weeks ago, I had stumbled upon, I don't know how, but I had stumbled upon the Wikipedia page for The Dark Tower, the whole anthology, not the whole like series, 
the book series, right? And um, I'm super into Wikipedia and Wikipedia ing um, like IP that I'm not already familiar with. It's replacing actual reading of the novels. Essentially. Do okay. you know what? That is 100% true. But it depends on the Wikipedia entry, right? Because some summaries that I've read about movies that You're I'm just like, what the heck? Like, this is not, this like explains nothing. Exactly. Or the way that they're explaining mm-hmm. it is not very good. Wikipedia, the Wikipedia, like, proper, mm-hmm. I use as, like, a gateway, or I, I, I check that out, and if it, um, if my taste buds like it, then I'll, like, go to the wikia of the actual thing. Okay. You know, so, like, some, uh, uni- some, like, IP have their own, like, not Wikipedia page, but their own wikias, which, like, uh-huh. Is like a Wikipedia just for that thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so I like went down this whole rabbit hole, Wikipedia, and like the whole series. Super into it. So I cannot wait for the movie. The trailer looks uh, great. I so love Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. It'll it. be a series. Uh, if the first one does well, then I'm sure everyone is under contract for the proper amount of sequels. Um, but they probably like it will. Whether it's greenlit or not will be dependent on how well it does in theaters. Okay. Yeah. So that super hyped about that. Read the books if you have want the time. And let me know how the books are. Um, but I'm super stoked for the movies, and I thoroughly enjoyed the Wikipedia. Okay. It's long, right? Super long. This is the first time I. So I, I imagine the actual novels are like thousands. Exactly. Pages. Okay. So like, the Wikipedia took me so long to read. I couldn't do it in one sitting. Like, it took me, like, multiple days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to read the entry based on the book, the summary of the book. All the books, yeah. All the books, that, okay. That's what took so long. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. You, think, you don't think you would like reading it? I, no, I'm sure I would. Actual book? I'm sure I would love reading it. You should listen to it. Oh. I don't know. Just a suggestion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what about you? What is your obsession of the episode? Steve, this past Monday was May 1st, (laughs) and it was also the first Monday of May, and that means it is the annual Met Gala. Met Gala. Um, Hashtag Met Gala. Hashtag Met Gala. I love it so much. Did you know that it's actually a fundraiser for the Met Museum's Costume Institute? So there's an actual purpose for it. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. But tickets cost (laughs) $30,000 per person. You can't... It's invite only. Oh, I didn't know that. And Anna Wintour, the Vogue editor, is right. the um, is the you know head of the Costume Institute. And like oh. her and Vogue, like they have to okay everybody who gets invited. No So even if way. you get invited, like it still needs to go. So she theoretically knows everybody at the gala because she's vetted all of them. Um, so it's like the most exclusive party that you can go to. Um, but but at the end of the day, it really is a fundraiser for the Mets Costume Institute. And every year they have a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, or they honor, like, a designer. This year they honored, um, what is her name? Ray Kawa Kubo. She's, um, she's a 74-year-old designer who is the... Um, Founded um, Comme des Garçons, your brother's favorite label. You know the hearts with the googly eyes? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, her. Yeah. Um, and so the theme this year was really f- dedicated to her. So the thing that I 
find really interesting about the Met Gala is it's just kind of like a who's who of everybody, right? Because it's an exclusive party. You have to be invited. And then to get to the gala, obviously, like, there's a whole red carpet thing. And that's where, like, people get judged on their outfits and stuff. Officially, there's a theme. And you should try to stick to the theme when you get invited, right? Uh So this year, Comme des Garçons, like, she, the, the designer is known for just, like, really, really out there designs that, like, it's not about flattering the body. It's really not about the body. It's just, like, she really, like, her stuff, like, blurs the edges of, like, the the notions of beauty and what beauty is. Um, And gender, like, it's just, everything's, like, really fluid. Like, some of her pieces don't even have armholes. Like, so it's not meant for you to be comfortable. It's not meant for you to look great. Like, it's just really weird stuff. And that was... So then avant-garde is the theme. Oh, avant-garde was the theme. And then people show up and, like, I mean, like, my favorite person, Mindy Kaling, showed up in this beautiful, sparkling, blue, strapless gown. That's not the theme. Yeah. You, that's an Oscar dress. Yeah. Um, Kendall Jenner showed up in, like, this, like, metallic mesh dress that, like, revealed most of her body. That has nothing to do with anything. The only person that I really felt, like, kind of Jaden? Okay, first of all, Jaden, as an accessory, was carrying around his, his hair, his cut dreadlocks. His cut dreadlocks, yeah. What the? Avant garde. I guess. No, um, Rihanna. Like, and I don't even oh. love Rihanna, but she that makes sense. has always stuck to the theme. So not last year, but the year before that was like um, through the Looking Glass, and it was like a celebration of like Chinese culture. Oh. So many people showed up in kimonos, Steve. Wow. Like that's not okay. Rihanna actually worked with a Chinese couture designer and like she got it. And this year she came in this like really weird flowery thing that was a Comme des Garçons like label. Um, so she gets it and like I appreciate that because so little people get it and so little people like everyone's just like F that like I'm gonna and the thing is like you usually come as a guest of somebody and that guest is usually a designer so when you're coming there as a guest of a designer then you're wearing their stuff Uh and not everybody's gonna not everybody's aesthetic is to be as avant-garde or whatever the theme happens to be so I kind of understand that but if I ever have the honor of going to the Met Gala, I will stick to the theme. I will I'll stick try. to the theme. Yeah, but it was just, it's just really, really fun to just kind of see what everybody is wearing. And, um, you know, Humans of New York. Uh-huh. So he was at the Met Gala. And really? So, um, he, he's been posting, like, stuff about. Um, my favorite thing that he's posted so far is um, a picture of Claire Danes and her um, husband, Hugh Dancy. Uh-huh. And it's basically they're talking about their child. And they're like, having a child is, like, the best thing we've ever done. But it's also constant company with terrible conversation. <laughs> and I thought that was really cute. <laughs> um so yeah, like just going through the book. Like I just love May first or the first the first May. May. Yeah, May, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Met Gala is. I stumbled upon a link that so they had a photo booth mm-hmm. at the Met Gala, um, but instead of taking pictures, they like played music and like made like a twenty second music video <laughs> for each <laughs> you one. You didn't enjoy that. And so you can just Google. Met Gala photo booth. It's one of the first. Uh, it's a light show, or yeah, I, like it was just like it, a play it on. It's awesome, awesome. It's cool to see how seriously 
people take themselves. People take themselves, mm-hmm. um, and it's just fun. So yeah, if you get, I I don't think I don't think I love the Mikel as much as you do, but Probably I am not. thoroughly entertained. And I, and I liked you know I was when I was on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram, like people would, so people would at the Mikela people would post, like, pictures of what they were wearing to yeah. Mikela and do hashtag Mikela. And then I guess a lot of people at home were wearing just, like, whatever. Pajamas. Pajamas or, like, hashtag. they would they would wear, like, really weird stuff around the house and hashtag Mikela. Why didn't I think of that? I'm going to do that next year. Yeah, I think we should do it next year. It's, it's so funny. Some of, the, some of them were so funny. I'm going to now go look up Mikela. I think you should. You're highly entertained. Amazing. Um, all right, I think that's it we for are this done. time. Can um, we can we preview oh, what we're doing next? Yes, time? absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, next time we're back, we'll be previewing uh, summer movies, summer blockbusters. Um, actually, no, not they don't have to necessarily be blockbusters, but uh, movies being released in the summer. Movies being released in the summer. This is Hollywood's um, make it or break it. Usually, for the past few years, been breaking it. Uh, season, and so you know, we'll just uh, hit up all the big ones, ones we're excited for, ones we're maybe not so excited for, ones th- we think that will do well, and ones we think may not do so well, and we may even have a special guest. So you know, we don't want to tease it out, or or we're not we are teasing it out. We don't want to reveal who it is just yet because we're still in uh, negotiations. Negotiations. <laughs> yeah, we're still in negotiations. But um, yeah, so that's for for next time. And then, did you want to talk about something? Oh no, that was for next time, right? Yeah, I'm really excited, and we I'm gonna play a game. So hopefully, a lot of people join us. Yes, but. Yeah, I, I also think during the podcast we should talk about what we think will make the most money and then see. That'll segue yeah. perfectly. Okay, great. Uh, so was there anything else you want? No. To? All right, that's it. It's it's good to be back. Yay. I was telling Jen, uh, it feels like we never stopped. I know. So uh, yeah, hopefully you guys can uh, like, rate, and subscribe on iTunes, uh, like our page on Facebook. Um, so yeah, until next time, you want to say bye? Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>